You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob and Ty Bo. Welcome back to the show. I'm one of your hosts, Ty Bob. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore or Ty, at Ty underscore Bob underscore. Man, I'm going to butcher that every week. I'm awful. It's in your head now. <laughs> We've got Tybo below us. Make sure to follow him and the show at Bob in Bo Show. And don't forget Sean over to my left. Uh, you can follow him at Sheen1440. Uh, um, yes, sir. I'm, 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 I, can, I can get everybody else's. I just can't get my own. It is weird. Uh, man, what a wild ride, a.k.a. Russell Wilson, that we had over week one. <laughs> it, it, absolutely wild. Um, before we get too much into it, there are quite a few injuries that will be impacting fantasy football, but teams for the rest of the season, potentially. Uh, we obviously it's had sad stuff that we don't want to talk about, but we have to talk about. So we're going to get it out of the way so we don't bore you with the, with yeah. the sad stuff. Put the uh, put the uh, sad uh, dogs need help Sarah McLaughlin song on and uh, we'll go through these very quickly. <laughs> we could make a really – we could pitch a really cool commercial to the NFL. Like the guys that are injured with that song, just like their pictures fading <laughs> and their name with what they got injured with. <laughs> How many weeks they're out for? <laughs> 25 cents a day and you can help cover this player's insurance injury cost because the NFL sure as hell won't. Oh my God, dude, the field conditions that are causing some of these injuries, like who's responsible? Like, come on now. Billion anyway. dollar businesses can't keep their own operational businesses in operation. It's, it's absolutely wild. But we'll start off with a few of these. We've got Elijah Mitchell uh, for the 49ers running back. Uh, this one hurts the most for Tybo and I as we have him on our fantasy teams. I made a trade for him that I should have made for. So that's wonderful. He goes on the IR. Would, they're expecting about eight weeks, uh, and then he'll come off the IR and be able to play. But uh, what's her face from ESPN or the fantasy football stuff? Stefania was saying, like, 49ers, and, I mean, making a lot of good points, they have a history – of bringing people back too early and then they're out for longer after that. So um, I hope that doesn't happen to him because I would, he's one of three running backs that I drafted. So, well, you also <laughs> never want to see players. That's, that's one thing. Yeah. It does suck. He's, but you don't want to, uh, especially because he's in my dynasty league, uh, his long term health is more important than just this season. Right. Um, we've also got TJ Watt, who has a suspected torn pectoral muscle. Could be out for the season, as Tybo was talking about with me earlier. Uh, they could potentially be bringing him back. Honestly, I wouldn't expect it, depending on how bad the tear is and how much surgery is needed. Uh, but it, I, it was not pretty. I think there was some breaking news there recently that he was not going to go for surgery and just be out for the six weeks. Six weeks? Awful, awful decision. Oh, my God. Awful decision. Because So, is... I guess I, the other opinions, like it's a partial tear. and Man. He, it's either surgery he's out or six weeks, no surgery. Tearing a muscle is is much like uh, in the same position. Like this is probably much in the same position as Kevin Durant was in at Golden State before uh, uh, fully tearing his Achilles. A lot of times these muscles or tendons cannot be repaired um, by just a minor surgery and they have to be waiting. Uh, you have to wait until they're fully torn to be able to do something about it. So you try and heal it as much as possible and then you do the cleanup in the off season uh as best you can uh there was also jamal adams who is out for the season i believe it was a knee injury uh was it acl it's, it's a quad quad I, it's a serious quad injury 
Wonderful. Uh, you've got Dak, uh, who's going on the injury reserve with a uh, with a hand injury. I believe it's his throwing thumb. Um, the Dallas Cowboys have apparently made calls to Cam Newton. Uh, that because that's certainly going to fix your dysfunctional franchise. I would love to see that. I'm a big Cam fan. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see it too. Let him work with two running backs, team. you know, this option, you know. Ah, so three. So now you have three running backs in the backfield, nobody who can throw the ball. Wonderful. That's exactly and what you want. Navy pulls it off. I think Tybo's got the rest of the uh, the injury report. Uh, Najee went down over um, something that I feel like the NFL should like look at when when guys are like going down and and they're getting pulled like they're getting pulled back and rolled over their their ankles and stuff. He had a he had a foot injury um, off a off a tackle like that. Um, but he says he's good to go. Um, <clears throat> but important to point out because he did have um, he did have some stuff in the off season, and uh, he's one of the guys that I consider to be um, top three, top five running back in fantasy, um, at least for his prospects. Um, so something to look at. Uh, Keenan Allen um, might not play Thursday. He's got a hamstring injury. Um, I believe he's been ruled out. No, no ill will on anybody, but I'm going to cross my fingers up states that way because he tears us up. <clears throat> uh, Derek Barnett for the Eagles, um, you know, integral piece um, of their defensive line uh, for sure. Um, replacing him is not going to be easy, um, but I, I forget how long he's out for. Um, he's just on the IR, so realistically he could be back in, in four to eight. Right. And then another guy that's going on the IR. Um, for us, obviously, McDuffie, um, unfortunately, you know, field conditions. Um, uh, Andy Reid was talking about might have contributed to this hamstring injury. So that's unfortunate. He's out for a while, for sure. <clears throat> um, and then Alvin Kamara for the Saints. Um, he's got a rib injury, apparently, uh, from the win. Um, he only had nine attempts um, before he got injured. Uh, T Higgins also injured, but he got a concussion in the first half um, after only getting two uh, yards. So he's going through concussion protocol. Hopefully he gets back. All right. Some big injuries uh, for week one that um, uh, honestly, it, it is much better than it has been in the last couple previous years with the pandemic going on and no preseason and, and uh, uh, little work way back into full rigorous motion. So we are being able to see like preseason is helping guys get ready uh, for the rigorous uh, 18 weeks uh, that is beholden, but you never want to see big names go down. You, you never want to see any names go down, uh, but most specifically, you never want to go see the, see the stars <laughs> go down because that hurts the product as a whole um, to get away from the sad Sarah McLaughlin music. Uh, that will not be playing in the background because I don't want to get copy written up. Uh, we do have uh, our games of the week. Uh, we each picked one game that we wanted to focus on uh, for this week individually. Uh, and I believe Sean has our first game of the week. Yeah, uh, it was Minnesota versus Green Bay in Minnesota. Very excited to see what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams. Kirk Cousins with a quarterback or with a coach that actually wants the quarterback to throw instead of just run the ball and play defense. What more could you want with that? Justin Jefferson. Can we just go ahead and say he is what? Top two, not two? 
Easily. <laughs> Easily. He is a phenomenal beast. Glad I drafted him in fantasy. He's going to have a great year for me. Give me 40 fantasy points right there. Uh, one sad thing that we're not going to talk about is how Devontae Adams had more receiving yards in total than all of the Green Bay Packers receivers. <laughs> that is not a good sign for Aaron Rodgers this year. <laughs> he was already calling him out before the season started. He's not yeah. happy. He's, He's not, not happy with happy his rookie. He's not happy <laughs> with his rookie, Watson. 50-yard uh, bomb dropped. Why walk-in touchdown? Can't be having that. Can't be having that. But, I mean, Vikings look pretty good. Uh, you can't let Kirk Cousins cook because he can't cook worth a shit. But do let him pass a little bit more. Maybe give it to Cook. Mm, let him run a little bit, but you need to be four-speed Justin Jefferson in that offense over and over again. Actually go for it a little bit more than play, play conservative. I'd like to see Jalen Rager get more involved. Give it time. <laughs> um, was that a, was that all you had for your game of the week? Uh, that's all I have for right now. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Uh, mine uh, was obviously Cleveland going into uh, Carolina, taking on the Panthers and Baker Mayfield. Uh, Cleveland walks out the winner, twenty six twenty four. Yeah, uh, the better team won. There's nothing else to say. I, not not really. I, <laughs> not really. Uh, there there are a couple of takeaways from this game. Number one, the Browns um, did not utilize their passing weapons. Obviously, they have Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Um, the that team will be very scary when Deshaun comes in, uh, barring rust for not playing for a year and a half plus ish. Um, that team can be very scary, uh, even with just Kareem and and Nick Chubb. That offense can still move the ball. Uh, defensively, they're always going to be scary. You got Delpit getting a. In, so in I was game. right. I was right. You were you were right? I was. You were. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, Miles Garrett was in the backfield all day, and that kind of leads to the next thing: is like Baker Mayfield was tied for the third lowest amount of time to throw by all quarterbacks. The third lowest by 2.51 seconds. There are only two quarterbacks below him, uh, tied at uh, two, uh, like 2 4 and 2 4 1, uh, or yeah, 2 4, and then Tom Brady at 2 5, and then uh, uh, Baker was tied at 2 5 1 for time to throw. So, not very good. Surprisingly, uh, the quarterback with the most amount of time to throw was Justin Fields with 3.27 seconds. Uh, pretty wild for how bad their offensive line is. Suck at 49ers. Um, a lot of room to improve for both of those teams. Um, defensively, Tybo talked about how, how uh, last year the Panthers' defense was the best part of their game, and clearly it was the worst part of their game uh, on Sunday. Uh, McCaffrey wasn't really involved. Uh, <laughs> um We'll we'll have to see we'll we'll have to see how either team plays out. But given the fact that that uh, Deshaun comes back in, they continue to play the way that they're playing. They could potentially have a shot at the playoffs by the time Deshaun comes back. And uh, Carolina, they could be without a head coach and an entire offense come next season. We'll have to see. Yeah, and I'll just go ahead and go with by far the best game of the week. Um, 38-35, probably the most competitive game of the week. Um, I know there was a lot of stuff that came down to the wire with field goals. The Steelers and Bengals went into overtime, but, you know, two good teams going at it. 
you know, 35, 38 high scoring affair. Um, it was a great game. Um, both run games look really good. Um, Deandre Swift, um, I'm trying to trade for him in fantasy. I, uh, he looked really good. Both offensive lines looked pretty good. Um, and Jalen Hurts' day was kind of like sneaky good. Like he didn't put up a whole lot through the air, but he had he added 90 yards on the ground. Um, both defenses like made plays at certain times, like at different points of the game, they kind of looked good. But you know, you know, 38 and 35 points were scored. Um, so, but <clears throat> AJ Brown on a new look team looks pretty good. He's also really good. <laughs> um, Devonte Smith without a catch, he had one target or two targets, very, very low Devonte Smith without a catch. Um, interesting, but just another weapon that's kind of locked away on that, uh, Eagles team. If they ever decide to, you know, open it up, um, they have options. Um, so look for the lions to, you know, be okay after this loss. They, they looked pretty good. Um, except for, you know, a couple, a couple of moments, there, a couple of stretches on defense. Um, they're going to be competitive. They had a few moments of coaching brought up from last year. They were coaching like last year's lions. They're not coaching for this year. They're a completely different team. They're ready to go. They're going to play a little bit better than last year. HCDC is that he is that dude. And look for the Eagles to win their division. Shocker. <laughs> now the Dax. Wow. Shocker. Big, hot take. Big hot take here, Tybo. <laughs> um, we did have a pick 'em, and we're going to make it a thing this year that we go over how we do each week, um, just roughly uh, or, or very quickly. Uh, now we did have one wash, one game that didn't get picked. It was the first game of the season. Can we just give each of us Rams. one win for that game. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. That goes down as a tie. It goes down as a tie. Oh man. It goes down as a tie. Now there was a second tie because the AFC South sucks everything. They just, they're <laughs> awful. They're God. Oh, it's the worst division in football history. It's so bad. The Sun Belt is better. The Sun Belt could come in and get wins against the AFC. It's awful. It's so bad. The Chiefs have more wins than an entire division. We're going to see how long we can keep it up. It'd be lovely. It would be lovely. Uh, Tybo rounded out the week with the least amount of wins. Six wins, eight losses, two ties. Beautifully done, Tybo. Sean, I had two ties. Oh, oh, but we no. all had two times. I'm sorry. Because... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was, I oh forgot. my! I forgot. This I forgot. guy. <laughs> this guy. We all have two ties. We have a wash, and because there was a tie, I get we have it. I get it. it as a tie. All right, it. there sorry. we go. Gosh, it's like I got to read off the rules and regulations. Shawnee <laughs> <laughs> boy comes in second with seven wins, seven losses, straight five hundred. It's a good go. week. It's a good zero week zero next week when you're talking about pick 'em. And he came in also with two ties. And I, Tybo, Tybob, round out your week one winners. Eight wins, six losses, two ties. Yeah, I did it again. I did it again. It's, name, it's up in the hard. air. It's week one. I'm going to shock you guys next week, okay? You're going to make me read out the sweepstakes rules and regulations again? No. <laughs> I'm not. 
Uh, I, have a, I have out. a bold take for Tybo. He's going to stay below 500 the whole entire year. No, you're Yo. going to stay at 500 the whole Yo. year. <laughs> Anyways, uh, on to the highlights. On to the highlights. That was, that was our pick. That fairly good week for week one. Week one's usually very – it's like week one of college football. You have no idea what's going on, and you really shouldn't bet during week one of college football. You can get away with it for the NFL. Um, but we are on to the – to the highlights and i would like to touch it's, on a comment it's that more I made. like it's more like lowlights well some just takeaways from the week highlights. most of them are lowlights that's fair uh more like funny moments sure uh the, the the afc south that i had mentioned are big time chokers uh we'd mentioned that the chiefs have more wins than an entire division i think half the ha, almost half of the nfl has more wins than an entire division uh, all four of those teams come away with either a loss or a tie as two teams come away with a loss and two of the teams played each other. Uh, so an entire division has no wins. It's absolutely God awful. And we need to change the formatting of the playoffs to not allow stinky garbage poo poo teams into the playoffs that don't belong to be there. <laughs> I also just don't like the idea of tie. Like, Come on. Yeah. So I, I don't like ties. We shouldn't like if if we get to the end of whatever this sudden death bullcrap OT that they have, like let's implement maybe some college <clears throat> regulation, maybe make them start at the 45, like make the kickers do a kick. I don't care. Just do something. We should this is the Somebody's end of the end in ties. Like no, the college doesn't end in ties, Pee-wee doesn't end in ties. You're we you get paid your multi multi-billion dollar comp organization. Like, let's figure this one out. Let's do like a like trick skill con- competition, trick throws. Pat's going to win. <laughs> yeah, we don't need 13 seconds anymore. Pat's just going to beat Josh. We're going to we're going to manage the game so that we tie everybody, and it's going to come down to who can make the craziest fucking pass. <laughs> Pat's just going to throw it out of the stadium every single time. <clears throat> uh, we also had the Falcons who choked again. Shocker! They led. Uh, they were five and a half point underdogs. They uh, led for, I believe, a majority of that game and then ended up pissing it away as they usually do. So don't expect anything more from the Falcons than has been there in the last few years. They earned themselves a graphic on Twitter. There was a there was a picture posted of like six different games where they were up in the third and fourth quarter that leads that they, they just blew. <laughs> it hasn't stopped since the Super Bowl. Yeah. It hasn't stopped. But um, I guess the highlight and low light that I would like to talk about is Geno Smith, baby. I don't think the Broncos should have traded for. <laughs> I, I, I don't think he did anything too crazy. They wrote me um, off and I didn't write back. They, he did not write back. But the oh my god, do we we got to talk about it? The because I don't really think Gino won that game. The Denver Broncos, first-year coaches, first-year quarterback, were god-awful. The The Broncos pissed that game away. They they fumbled the ball twice in the red zone. On the one-yard line. On the one-yard line. The, I'm, you know, I'm kind of happy that everybody was hyping them up before the season because <laughs> they couldn't handle the pressure. Peyton Manning was everybody in the everybody and their mother in America doing this with a minute left and you've got three timeouts. Like, what are you doing? He just, it's a straight up coaching gaffe. Like Andy Reid is kind of known for mismanaging the clock at the end of the game sometimes, but it's never been this bad. That was embarrassing. 
you know, Monday Night Football isn't what it was, but it's a it's a primetime game. That was embarrassing. And I'm I'm so happy <laughs> that it happened to the Broncos. The worst part about all of that is after they missed the field goal, he called the timeouts. Dude. After they missed. What what was you the point of that? Th- you have three timeouts, there's a minute left. It's fourth and five. Cook up your best play with Russell Wilson. Get that five yards, make that field goal easier because I Brandon McManus did come on Twitter and say they, they had to get it to the 46-yard line. They got left it there. Hash. But, like, that's a 64-yard field goal, dog. There's a much easier field goal if you get, you know, it to, even in the 50s, man, like a 50-yarder is is more of a lock than a 64-yard field goal. Hackett did come back in his presser today. Um, he, he did – in his presser uh, after the game, he asked uh, the reporters to allow him to sleep on it to uh, determine what he will do, <laughs> what, what he should have done. So if you're a head coach, apparently you have to sleep on it now. Like, let, let's figure this out. So he came back and in his uh, – in a, in a – uh, uh, presser today after practice, I believe it was, he um, talked about uh, or he had stated that uh, they should he should have gone for it. So he he went back in hindsight and, over here. That's I mean, that's one of the things like you don't do that as a head coach. You don't come back and you say, you know, you say I made the right decision for that time. You stick with it. And like, hey, we'll we'll evaluate for how we move better next time. Like, don't come back yeah. and, and start second guessing yourself because you start doing that in hindsight. You're going to start doing that while the game is on the line and that's not going to end up good for anybody most specifically a first year head coach with a guy who who they're paying 250 million dollars to who's going to be there until he's 40 who's been regressing uh and is going to continue to try and win and that's just not something that's good uh for a first time head coach and that's how you lose the locker room there too 100 you have that much time left and you that's how you end it and you know also think about if all the eyes in the media weren't already on them for one of the biggest names, you know, being traded to them in the off season, you know, now it's going to be even harder for you. Like everybody's talking about you. Like, can y'all handle the pressure? That's, I mean, it's what's going to come down to because week one, they couldn't, they were in a hostile environment. That stadium is, is pretty much, you know, they didn't break a hundred, uh, on the decimal, on the decimal meter, but, uh, (laughs) It gets pretty loud, you know. It's no arrowhead, but it gets loud. I like the uh, the Steelers Bengals game. That was a tremendous game to watch for a few reasons. Bengals came out flat. Joe Burrow had five turnovers. Pr- proved you Love right. Love to see that. <laughs> Love to see that. But honestly, it should, never should have been this close. The Steelers really choked that away. Bengals. They're, they're their defense, the very end. Their defense, defense was, kept them in the game. Yeah, which is good for them, but their offense really screwed them over. It's not going to last for that for them the whole no. entire year. But how long do you think till Pickett's in? Week six. Ooh, yeah. Week six. Week, week six. I've been I've been <laughs> six, six for all the off season, and the reason for like I. If it wasn't for Mike Tomlin, Tybo, I would be 100% with you right there that Kenny Pickett comes in earlier. The thing is, is Tomlin likes his veterans and he'll, he has shown that he will ride with them. He rode with Ben Roethlisberger when he never should have. It doesn't matter if Kyle Rudolph was better or is like a little bit better of an option. He just rode with, with him and he likes his veterans. I don't, I don't think Pickett comes in until at least week six. 
I, you guys, I feel like I truly underestimated their defense. Their defense is good. It's sad, it's sad that uh, TJ Watt's going to be out for a while, but their defense is good. Talk, talking about their defense, did you guys see uh, when when Jamar Chase gave the double bird to Minka Fitz? I missed that. Oh, so it, did, it was he, early, did he really just do this? It to was him? early in the game, and Minka Fitz walked or not Minka Jamar. Walked up to Minka, gave him two birds, and then walked away. Minka then ended up with 14 total tackles, an interception, four pick six, and a blocked kick. Yeah, he went off to save the game. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? Yeah, it was to save the game. That's so <clears throat> wild. Like, why would you ever do that? Now, did he do that before or after he got the pick six? I believe it was before, like, it was getting the you game. You said it was the first, yeah. Because the pick six was the first drive for the Bengals. Right. I don't know if it was no. after or before. I think that was drive three. Okay. Uh, that pick six happened. But it was Never towards mind. the beginning of the game. I don't know exactly when it happened, but he did walk up and just give two double he just gave him the double bird. <laughs> have I mean, some Jamar, class, my friend. <laughs> have some class, but he almost pulled that game out of his ass for the Bengals. Yeah, he did. With all of yeah, his catches. So is, is Joe is Joe Burrow overrated? Obviously, his offensive line, whatever they did for that uh, to to like give him any sort of help, clearly didn't work. I don't know where the money is going. If this is some sort of Ponzi scheme, his offensive line is still ass. Lael Collins, Lael Collins, he's he's already played with a bad offensive line. Like he like I don't think he's I don't think he's overrated, um, but you know. He, he might be. He might figure it out to like keep the Bengals in the playoffs. Like I don't think he's like too far overrated. I'm gonna say what most uh, media members say about Patrick now. The league has figured him out. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> well, I, I guess here's here's a uh, I guess a a little bit better way of wording this question: Is he showing who he truly is, or? Is this a product of players not playing in the preseason? I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. Uh, granted, Joe Burrow is out with an appendectomy, so it's a little bit different story instead of just straight sitting out like some other players. But Joe Burrow is known to throw many interceptions over the past few years. So it he is that, but he is also being able to come back and have the have a chance for these Bengals to be in these games too. Uh, they need to figure out just a better blocking scheme or something because that you you start there, um, and you're going to take away at least half of those interceptions that were thrown, in my opinion. Yeah, because uh, one of the things that uh, that we talked about in pre-show um, was, was players in in preseason uh, not playing in in their performance in week one. Uh, obviously, ninety percent of the Rams team did not play during the preseason, and that really showed. Uh, you had Kyler calling plays on the sideline during preseason, taking a little bit of snaps, but but nothing really. Um, you had Aaron Rodgers, uh, now Joey B. Uh, I mean, the list goes Rust, on. There, Russ didn't play in the preseason. Russ didn't play in the preseason. There, there are. The, the list goes on, and obviously we know it's a copycat league, so people are trying to do what the Rams did last year. Rest your players in the preseason, play them for the full 18, and, and you'll be okay. Uh, obviously, a lot of these guys are going to get it figured out, but 
how long like how long do we have to wait for that and and do you think that the Super Bowl winner, whoever it may be, will be a team that did not rest during the preseason and the league copycats again. Well, because we're going to win the Super Bowl, um, it's going to be a team that did get their players some snaps in the preseason and were prepared for week one um, and not digging themselves, even even if it's just an 0-1 hole. There's no hole to dig yourself out of right at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, notoriously the Patriots, you know, could go zero and two and still make it to the play to the Super Bowl, but Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to hold on to that pipe dream until the cows come home. It's not a pipe dream. I I hate the Patriots, but John, <laughs> uh, I think you had something on Devonte. Yeah, uh, Devonte Adams. He absolutely killed the Chargers. Uh, I forgot who, who was guarding Tybo Asante Samuel. I'm pretty sure it was Asante Samuel. He turned him around. Oh, this is the best way. best route of week one by far. Yeah, made Asante Samuel look like he was going into a different coverage completely. Just <laughs> lost him right there. <laughs> I think that might have been what he tried to do. Just go cover somebody else. He's like, man, I can't hang with this dude. Yeah. But for his stats, he had 10 catches for 141 yards and one touchdown. While Hunter Renfro uh, and Darren Waller were completely ignored. Yeah. Also, contrary to uh, Sean's fantasy football player to watch for week one, uh, where hey, was Sammy Watkins, there. Sean? We're getting where there. Was, where was Sammy Watkins? <laughs> well, let's just get into it. Fantasy yeah, football players. Fantasy football players. Uh, this is bound to happen for Sammy Watkins. Did not think it was going to actually happen right now this week. But I mean, it's had, a gutsy call. I, it, it's not based on. A whole I respect logic, it, but like, I respect it. I mean, for the past three years, he's done. <laughs> it's people. more on like superstition. Yeah. Anyways, he had three targets for three catches with 18 yards. So he really did not warrant you to Bust. ever look at him. If he's your, if he was your fantasy player to watch for the week. Yeah. If, if you played him because Sean told you to, I need you to go on the show's Twitter and, and Sean's Twitter him. at Bob and Bo Show <laughs> at Shane fourteen forty and just absolutely obliterate that man. So right. you're you're digging yourself out of the hole for the rest of the season, okay? You better have yeah. a better next week. You know when we record next week, next I'll get week there. better better football player to watch. Fantasy but the other player to watch from. that obviously we didn't get really to talk about last time was Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, two catches on three targets for 19 yards and a touchdown. Not the best for targets or yardage, but he's getting targeted in the red zone. So at least you have that to look forward to. I guess he's involved. With... He's, a, he's a dynasty pickup. He's a dynasty yeah. watch. I like that. It's a long season. There was one more thing I wanted to touch on for highlights or a funny moment. I don't know if you guys had anything else uh, at all, to go along with the Steelers Bengals game. There was a lady at the uh, at the Bengals game who was blitzed out of her mind completely. <laughs> this drunk. is so messed up, <laughs> and to the to the point where she's vomiting, and not just a little bit, but profusely and projectile straight into her lap that goes and and it's so much that it goes underneath of her feet. And into the row in front of her, underneath the seat of the person who's in front of her. And in this seat that is in front of this lady who is vomiting all over the front, the, the seat in front of her, is a child in a neck brace. 
just disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one Bengals fan to another Bengals fan. It's not a Bengals fan to a Steeler or a Steelers fan to a Bengals fan. It's two Bengals fan. One of them is a child in a neck brace and just now getting puked on. And nobody stops it. Like this video goes on for a solid 30, 40 seconds. <laughs> and and like the, the parent <laughs> of this child is sitting next to the child, just looking behind him and giggling with a shit eating grin. Like what is happening? Not moving the child in a neck brace. Oh not, nobody's clearing out. Nobody's doing anything while this lady <laughs> just looks at the camera, pukes, and looks back at the camera and then pukes. And like, did it this get caught going. on live TV or something? Like, I, no, no, it's somebody. It's somebody who was in the like the. Okay. So this lady was and the child were both sitting um, uh, right by the stairs as you walk down and up. So they were right on an aisle seat, and somebody in the aisle over was able to record this uh, going on. Disgusting, but hilarious. You need to you need to go find it and retweet it on the show so I can. Yeah, watch somebody it. please find Not that it. for me. Easily, I can do that. <laughs> it's in my likes. I can do that. Uh, did you boys have anything else that you wanted to cover from this wild week one that was turbulent, filled with injuries, uh, and hopefully a week two is a little bit better. I had two things that I saw. Uh, Colts are the same. That they are who we thought they are. Same as the Patriots. They are who we thought they were. They're going to be like that. And second thing was the weirdest thing I saw was the Bears got a penalty for trying to soak up water on a water-covered field before they kicked a field goal. Made absolutely no sense why they were trying to do that. Everything was still soaked, but that's the Bears. Well, so they were trying to dry off the the kicking spot. Too much water would have would have held down the ball, uh, but the flag uh, was for they, I think it was for they called it excessive towel use or something. Uh, <laughs> which, <laughs> I, I I don't know excessive toweling or something like that. Um, it, it just goes back to like um, you cannot. Um, which, which this is on the Bears because you've got to build a better facility or, or have a runoff or something. You cannot use outside objects during the game to repair or make adjustments to the field. It sucks because, like, they were playing on a lake, man. Like, yeah, it was awful. it's most likely the reason that Elijah Mitchell got hurt. Like, 100%. Um, speaking of... Um, well, Saquon didn't get hurt, but he he's 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 back. I'm I'm so happy to see that he's back back. Like, yeah. you know, I'm you know hope he doesn't have anything happen to him like he's had in the past. But what 194 yards, dude looked insane. And I'm I I apologize for giving you shit, Tyler, for picking the New York Giants uh, in the pick'em last week. Um, Only one. You know, maybe Tennessee is trash. Maybe they uh, go from worst to or best to last. Oh my God, best to worst, to worst in their division. Yeah, first to worst. There you go. Goodness gracious. Um, I'll, I'll leave it on this. If you guys don't have anything else, because uh, because Sean, you were talking about the the Patriots. I want to leave here with a hot take, just like I did uh, in our Chiefs uh, post game show. If you haven't listened to it, go and check it out. Um, on, on all platforms and YouTube. Um, my hot take for Mac Jones. He's the next Matt Moore. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> He's the next Matt Moore. He'll play for four years. 
He'll be a backup for the rest of his career. Uh, may end up as a coach in a high school. Uh, not really do anything. Did he? Our, didn't he play for us? Matt Moore, he yeah. was our backup. He won. Didn't uh, do he made a he made a couple of good throws. Tyreek. Yeah, he he I won like two that. games as a chief, as a career backup. Somebody who's garbage. <laughs> I was about to say like, who the hell is that? Like, that's probably the point of why he's saying that. I'm not gonna know. I'm not gonna remember who <laughs> Mac Jones is in like ten years. <laughs> I don't think anybody will. No. Boys, if there is nothing else, thank you for listening, everyone. Make sure to come back. We are dropping our pregame shows. Uh, th- this will come out. We're recording Tuesday. Uh, it'll be to you tonight slash Wednesday. We'll be recording again tomorrow for our Chiefs coverage and our NFL coverage to go out before Thursday's game. A uh, little bit of change up than usual. It usually comes out Thursday night and all of Friday. So make sure to tune back in early enough to get a listen to the Chiefs pregame show and stick around for all of our NFL content that'll follow with our pickums and our uh, 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 games of the week. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.